0: hi this is lauren engel of sidewalk talk We do a lot of interviews with edm artists pop artists rappers and people in the industry letting you know what they do behind the scenes also make sure to follow us on instagram and twitter through the handle sidewalk talk show hope you guys enjoy hi this is lauren engel i'm here with samuel well hello there
1: how
0: you doing (laughs) that accent already hello there (laughs) So you are born in Omaha, right?
1: Yeah, Omaha, Nebraska.
0: Yeah. What was right. the environment like growing up there?
1: Environment in Nebraska, uh, so it's like each season is like to the extreme. So when it's winter, it snows a lot and it's really cold. When it's summer, it's extremely humid and very hot. When it's fall, the leaves fall. Yeah. And when it's spring, it rains <laughs> a lot for the most part. What are your parents like? My parents are the most amazing human beings in the entire world, uh, Lori and Dave. Mm-hmm. Shout out them. Uh, <laughs> not th- I mean, my mom is uh, very loving, very optimistic, uh, very athletic, very she's a yogi. Yeah. Very uh, spiritual. Mm. Ama- I don't know. She's amazing. She's yeah. uh, She's strict, but like, she's one of those moms where. Like back in the day when I get in some trouble, she would like be yelling at me. And then mm. like mid-yell, she would like accidentally start like laughing. <laughs> and so like my That's dad so would have to cute. take over. Um, we'll take over. Yeah. So, no, but I don't know. She's amazing. She's a very loving. Yeah. Woman. And then dad pops, Papa Wilk. Um he is a very laid-back, uh, loving. He was strict. Uh like he didn't want to be strict, but I was I was I, d- I made some, like, pretty stupid mistakes when I was growing up, so you'd have to uh, mm. be strict on yeah. me for the most part. Um, he was my basketball coach growing up. Oh, wow. He, uh, I don't know, he's super, especially nowadays, he's very laid back. He just retired, so he's, like, kicking and He comes yeah. out to California every once in a while. Um,
0: what did they do when you were growing up, like, career-wise?
1: So, my mom was a stay-at-home mom, because I got three siblings. Yeah. Um, and... So, so we were always with her. She was like, like picking mm-hmm. us up from school. My dad was in uh, like medical sales um, and that's honestly like the extent of what I know about it, mm-hmm. but he works for a company yeah. and he worked really hard his entire life, so we got the opportunity to retire at a decently young age. Um, but yeah, both super hard workers. Yeah. Amazing.
0: Did yeah. you get your creative side from your mom then?
1: Um, I would say no, honestly my creative side is from my dad. Yeah. On uh, it's from my dad he's a really good drawer oh. artist um and I mean but like they're both creative in their own ways my mom's creative like she's always the one like nowadays she'll like hit me up and be like hey if you like what if you do like a you know a song like this and like would like tell me some ideas or like hey what if you make a youtube yeah. channel and you like cook with, or, like you know <laughs> what I'm saying so like they both have like they're creative that. in their own ways um yeah yeah they made me they molded me to who i am
0: how do you describe yourself back then growing up
1: um i was a uh, growing up i was like i was athletic so i was um always playing sports um and i was like i, I guess i was ca- like a class ca- clown a little bit not really like a class clown because i i go i like go through moods kind of mm-hmm. i'm not like moody but like some days i would have a lot of energy and i would be like Wild and would get in some trouble and that's like I, I, I kind of talked back like, you know, like in fifth grade I was kind of like I, I would talk back and I was kind of a uh, Smart to like the teachers or whatever, but I was always very respectful. I'm, I was a charmer. I was just like I would get at a lot of things just by like trying to like charm the teacher. Uh, But then once I got to high school I played bas- uh, basketball all through high school and once I got to high school I kind of like got a little more introverted and like was more calm and kind of like sucked myself and like just my close homies and um but was there I, a
0: turning point for that that you became more introverted
1: uh i think it was like uh probably like junior year and it kind of depended like at school especially that became more like i didn't really talk in class that much um i would like sleep and uh <laughs> I don't know, like, I, yeah, I think it was probably, like, junior year. I was still, like, I loved it. Like, I was always had fun, and I was kind of a partier because I'm the youngest of three or four oh, kids. Oh, yeah. So, like, I, like, saw, and, like, they were all in college, and so I would like, I started, you know, partying. So, when I was partying, I was, like, this, like I would I'd be, like, the center of the part. Like, just, like, make sure everybody's having fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, that's kind of, like, how, yeah. I, that's kinda how it was.
0: Did you have favorite subjects back then?
1: Favorite subjects? Uh... I would say, like, English, I liked writing papers for some reason, as long as they weren't too long, you know? Yeah. I didn't like the long ones, but, uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I hated, like, math, I hated science. I mean, some science, like, stuff was cool, like science projects. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like, I wasn't, like... Really big on school. Yeah.
0: And then you got into reggae from your like sister's previous boyfriend, right?
1: Yeah, you read that? You <laughs> did a little research, huh? Yeah, uh, yeah so my sister's boyfriend, ex boyfriend, uh, was in a reggae band. I'm sure you already heard this spiel, mm-hmm. but uh, if you haven't heard this, uh, he was in a reggae band. So when I was in like seventh, probably sixth grade, he kind of took me under his wing, taught me guitar. I would go to like his band practices and I would go, he would take me to different concerts. kind of just showed me because like at a young age I wasn't like huge into music I would just listen to the radio Um, but then like once he started taking me to the reggae shows and different concerts I really got like super into that like second coming of reggae like the revolutions and the irations and the um, you know the movement soja revolution I think I said revolution but revolution uh, and so that's who I like rocked with all the way through high school and I just love it. It's a good vibe and it like puts me in a good mood. Um,
0: Were your friends also listening to this? Like, did you yeah, share it around?
1: Yeah, yeah, 100%. And like, <laughs> I mean, it was kind of like, it was it was pretty big in my high school, just like me and my close buddies. Oh, wow. Um, and like, we would go to lake houses because that's really all you can do in Nebraska is go to lake houses to have fun. And uh, we would like, you know, get on the boat and listen to reggae music just because it fits the vibe. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's just fun.
0: What kind of music did your parents play in the house when you were growing up?
1: My dad was the music guy, and he was playing, uh, he was playing a lot of like, I'm like out of breath. <laughs> uh, he was playing a lot of like Counting Crows, the Train, uh, like Dave Matthews Band. Mm. Uh, I swear, those are like the main three. I always heard Train. I wrote, like chops of Jupiter and like Mr. Jones, by Counting Crows. Uh, those are like the main. And honestly, like music wasn't like a huge um, thing. But like when we were in the car, you know, driving to wherever, he, that's what he would put in, like the CD. Yeah. He'd put those CDs in, and. Uh, that's, and then, that's did it really... like,
0: to you to start like singing at a young age?
1: Uh, I mean, honestly, like. I would have fun and sing, but, like, yeah. it, it didn't really, like, become an actual thing until probably...
0: It was more recent, right? Yeah, like, probably, yeah. like, junior
1: year, senior year, when I, like, first, like, went into a studio, got the opportunity to go into the studio and, like, try it. Um, and I didn't—I wasn't even singing at first. I was just, like, rapping, and I'm not a rapper, and I found that out pretty quick. <laughs> um, but, I don't know, it, it was cool to, like, actually hear my voice, like, on a, an instrumental and, like, freestyle with my friends and whatever it was. But, um, but, yeah, like, fast forward to now, I would say, like, I've evolved much more and, like, really am finding my sound and, like, that the angle I want to take on things and, like, what I want to talk about, how I want to inspire people, influence people. Um, I'm just trying to be, like, a fun-loving human.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and, like,
1: you know, just, to, like, show people that you don't have to take things too seriously. mm mm-hmm. um, And just live in the moment. That's yeah. the biggest thing.
0: How did you meet the Jacks and skate? They're all in the same high school, right?
1: Yeah, we, yeah, we all grew up in the same high school. Me and Jack's uh, we graduated together. And Nate was a year older than me and we played basketball together.
0: Were you like in the same class or was it like a small enough high school that you like met everyone?
1: Yeah, so like so I knew Jack and Jack and Nate actually mm-hmm. like we all met probably in like 7th grade. And so like we were all kicking and we were on the same friend group because we lived we all lived like within a two mile radius. Yeah. Um and also so, we were
0: like playing yeah. tennis together and everything. Yeah
1: you saw that yeah like freshman year. <laughs> Jack's played tennis and I was like, alright well I don't I don't have a sport this season so I'm gonna play tennis with you. Yeah. And I wasn't very good at it but it was fun. <laughs>
0: <clears throat> and then when the vines started taking off like people in your school already knew, right?
1: Yeah. So it kinda like was overnight type of thing. Like that they started getting pretty big on the internet and then uh like through that I got some like just like random people like showing up to my basketball games um like random girls and it kind of like just happened really quickly and that was when like I first started making music and so it kind of just like a like a snowball effect yeah how like they would come to my basketball games and then they would hear I drop a song the next week and uh just like continue to grow
0: yeah did your parents get the whole, like, fine thing that was happening?
1: The what? The vines. I mean, it? like, they didn't really get it. They just saw, like, the reper- re- repercussions from it. And uh, they saw that, like, you know, I would go to Miami to go to an event with Jax. And, like, it was just a, uh, like, they saw what was happening. And it wasn't until literally, like, a month before college. I, I was going to go to Lincoln, uh, Nebraska. That's, like, Lincoln's mm. the close city to Omaha. Yeah.
0: Like for your songs, how were you able to come up with them? Did you have like a producer initially or how did that work? So there's work a pro- out? there
1: was like one producer in Omaha that we knew and uh and so I just started going to the studio with with him and I was just like like I didn't even know what the hell I was doing. I was just like trying different ideas and like mm-hmm. just throwing I was just like write stuff like write a verse together and wrap it and like like every time it would continue to get better. Obviously the first song I did was pretty trash. Is that fruit?
0: Yeah, I don't know actually I walked past it a lot. <laughs> uh,
1: he was like, all right, let's see what you got. So I would like I would do some and he'd be like, damn, that's tight. But like looking back, it wasn't tight. Obviously there's like some cool songs that we that I recorded um like way back, you know, two and a half years ago when I first started but I mean, I just, I feel like from the start to now, like, every time I get in the studio and and, uh, and write a song, like, it continues to evolve and continues to, yeah. like, get better. and. Um,
0: so you were doing all of this, like, after school, right? Like, you would make time in like, yeah, the studio. Yeah,
1: like, the weekends. Yeah. Um,
0: was that something that you had people around you telling you to do? Because a lot of people who went from, like, social media started, like, singing
1: careers. So you were yeah. kind of, like,
0: early on before that, right? Yeah, it was
1: early. So I was before... Now everybody's a singer, you know? <laughs> uh, and I'm not even, like, a singer. I just you know, I make the music that I feel. But, yeah, no, I was, I mean, I, it was early on. Like, it was before I was even, like, really had, like, a big, amassed following. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It's just how it was. Like, I was doing it because I, I wanted to, like, try it. And yeah. I, I, I liked writing in English. And, um, yeah, like, I just, I was like, let me just try to make yeah. this song. And I would, like, show my parents or, like, show my family. And they'd be like, this is actually tight. So, I was just like, I'm gonna, like, I love doing it. Let me just see if I can actually make this a thing.
0: And then did you see, like, early on, all your fans, like, cross between the two? Like, from your Vine presence to your music and it kind of, like, switched around?
1: Yeah. Um, So, I mean, like, kind of. Because I wasn't really ever, like, a Viner. Yeah. I never really Vined. I would just like, do stupid. What's calling me? Um, I was never like a Viner mm-hmm. um, I would like be in Jack and Jacks twine but like my vine account wasn't like really anything like serious it was just like me at a party or like me playing basketball or like something random mm-hmm. um, but I mean I, honestly I don't really know where the like the switchover was mm-hmm. I just saw that like people were enjoying my music and um that's kind of like the end of that like I, I really just saw like yeah they probably knew me from the internet but as soon as i started releasing music they were like on the music wave and like i've kind of taken them up and down like going through hip, hip hop um now i'm like more to like hip hop reggae um but like you know sometimes i'll hear like a instrumental and it's more hip hop than anything else and i'll you know i'll rap a little more on it and it's and like cuz at this point i feel like genres aren't really a thing it's just like a mesh like mm-hmm. whoever can do whatever music they want to do um so that's like it depends on what mood i am yeah. in and like what i want to talk about
0: and then so you yeah. went on the tour with the jacks um was that the kind of first tour that you went on yeah yeah
1: That uh, first music tour yeah like i was me and Nate were performing uh some music together and it was crazy like that was such a, oh, my God, and looking, <laughs> looking back, like, at the performances, it, you could, like, clearly tell that it was our first time on the stage because we were just, like, standing there, and, like, it just looked awkward and, like, didn't sound very good, um, but it was am- it was so much fun. Like, yeah. it was, you know, I'm, like, straight out of high school, like, traveling in, a, like, a huge bus and performing in front of thousands of, like, fans. Like, it was so random and so, like, wild and, like... Yeah. They knew our words. It was crazy. It was, it was mind-blowing. Yeah. Um, that was, like, some of the funnest times to this day. Mm-hmm. Like, just so new to it. When you were about to go to college, did you even know
0: what you wanted to study, or were you kind of undecided?
1: No, I was extremely undecided. Yeah. I, um, but, like, I, for some reason, like, knew I wasn't going to go to, sc- like, school. Mm-hmm. I don't even know how. Me and Jack G. Uh, had a conversation, like, junior year. And we are like, dude. We were sitting down at the swimming pool, and we are like, dude. We got to find a way to like not go to school and like let's not be just living our like like regular lives. No offense to like that, but he was like mm-hmm. we got to go do something like positive in the world and like we got to go somewhere other than to school. How do we break that like norm like normality or like like the normalcy mm-hmm. of just going straight yeah. to school? And so we like from that moment in jun- like junior year we like manifested and like thought it out and literally you know, a month before, like, college started, we were like, dude, we're not going to school. Yeah. We, like, we are doing something else. We're going to move out to L.A. And it happened. And uh, I mean, it was, like, the craziest situation. Yeah.
0: Do you move out with her sister?
1: So I moved out first. Um, and I was living, uh, this, this lady let me live at her house. Or, or, like, she had, like, a few houses or whatever. And she let me stay at her uh, condo in Santa Monica for, like, five months. Shout out to Lynn, you're amazing for that. <laughs> and uh, and it was just me and Nate living at the crib, uh, like writing music, all that. But then we started. I started like having meetings with people, and I was like have to schedule things. Yeah. So I got super overwhelmed, and like then I was like, "Yo, I called my sister Emily. I say, 'Yo, I Em, mean, you got to come. Uh, like, you got to come out here and help me out it's mm-hmm. with scheduling. I know you're good at that kind of thing.' So she came out here and really helped me out, and like um, it was like my day to day. She was going to meetings with me. She was scheduling things, telling me where to be, where, where to be, when. Um, and so yeah, that uh, that was a huge help. Yeah, and she, actually, uh,
0: early on you had some, not like trust issues, but different type of people from like Nebraska, and you're like trying to get to know the people here. Yeah. And like knowing who to trust, who not to trust. Actually, even Derek said something similar.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that dog just shitting. Oh yeah. Uh, um, How did you learn? Yeah, I mean, I still haven't learned. It's, I mean, we're in Los Angeles, California, Hollywood, all that mumbo jumbo. And uh, I don't know if I'll ever learn. Obviously, I Mm -hmm. can, like, sense it, um, try to sense it as, like, to best my ability. And usually I'm pretty intuitive when I, uh, make decisions. But, I mean, like, yeah, it's tough. Like, everybody wants to, I mean, essentially everybody wants to make money on you, off of you. Mm -hmm. And so you never know, like, who, has, the, like, your best intentions. I want somebody that I can, like, trust. And I know that they are super, like, they they are, um, like, as passionate about my career as I am. And I need somebody that's, you know, going to go out there and, like, try to make moves with me. And it's tough. Like, I, honestly, to this day, it's tough. And it's tough, like, because of that reason. It's tough for me to commit because it's tough. Like, I try to, you know, just be intuitive and, like, I, I believe them. But then, like, they'll do something and I'll be like, like, that's... Whack as hell, so mm-hmm. I like. I don't know, we'll see if it like ever is like gets to a point. I think I just got to get to a certain level where I got to just trust my gut more. But uh, I don't know, Hollywood's just a crazy place,
0: yeah. Can you describe the performance you did in time? Hollywood Bowl? That must have been crazy for you. Oh, the
1: Hollywood Bowl, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's uh, to this day, that's probably like the most mind blowing one of the most mind blowing things I've done yet. uh If you guys, yeah, so so was with Kamani Marley, who's one of uh, Bob Marley's sons. He was uh, he featured on my first project, Um, and we made a song called "Light Up," and uh, it was a great song. I love that song, and a lot of people loved it. Um, Fast forward, he's got a show in Hollywood Bowl. I didn't even know about it. I got a call the day before from him, and he's like, "Yo, Sammy, like, I got a show tomorrow at the Hollywood Bowl. Would love, you know." He was just like. Yelling in my ear And I was like, what? He was like, I gotta, I gotta show at Hollywood Bowl I really wanna perform Light Up with you Can we do this? And I was like, it's tomorrow? I was like, hell yeah <laughs> Are you sh- And I was like freaking out My heart starts raising and He was like, we got sound check Tomorrow morning at like 11am like, make it We're gonna sound check And we're like, we're gonna perform it And I was like, holy shit, what? And I just like sat down And I was like Honestly, like, I, I swear I blacked out From like, for like two days straight Just from like shock um but I you know I pull up to the sound check and I like it's, it's the first time I've ever seen Hollywood Bowl from the inside you know it sits 17,000 and it's huge and the stage is huge sound check and I'm like getting giddy I'm like Ooh, and I, he's got like a <gasps> 10 piece band behind him oh my god. um sound check and then fast forward to the moment of the show and uh I pull up, I'm nervous as hell. I start seeing everybody come in there's like you know, it's it's I sold out across. reggae festival. Not it's not my fans that are like in the crowd. It was my first time like performing in front of like not my fans who yeah. usually know my music. So I'm like sh- like on the edge of my seat nervous and uh, it's like I'm, it's like you know, 10 minutes before showtime and I'm like freaking out. So I'm like yo, like and I'm like I'm, and I don't really get nervous. But I'm like like seriously freaking out so I like go grab a beer, like try to loosen up, just like drink the beer, try to like free my mind. And it's like, you know, he starts playing the song and he's like, I want to bring out my buddy Sammy Will. And then he like looks over and he's like, he goes like this and I'm like, oh shit. And I'm freaking out inside and I like, like jog out. I, I had the most awkward jog ever. I didn't know what I was supposed to do because he called me out before my verse. And so it was, I, I had like a full like 45 seconds of like standing there. And I see, like, you know, 17,000 people, and I'm like, oh, my heart, I'm like, holy shit. So I'm, like, dancing, he's, like, singing the hook, because it's hook first. And then, uh, and then my verse comes in, and I start, like, you know, Nebraska's where I'm coming from. Relaxing, take a puff. And, uh, and I see people start, like, standing up. And right when I started saying my verse, like, the nerves, like, you know, Uh. flew away. And I, like, see people, like, standing up. And, I, and they're, like, waving their Jamaican flag, and, like, going, like, everyone starts standing up, and I'm just, like, doing as best as I can. And, uh...
0: Dude, I'm, like, getting goosebumps when telling dude, you tell me this. it's crazy.
1: <laughs> and, Whoa. uh, yeah, so, like, they're going crazy. I'm looking at Kamani, and I'm, like, ah! I got the biggest smile on my face ever. <laughs> and, uh, hit the song. People loved it. People were, like, clapping. You know, me and Kamani dapped up. I was, like, bro, I appreciate you. I said my, like, thank you a man for this left and uh and that was that and yeah. i it, like it went by so quick because i was so nervous for 24 48 hours or whatever for like that you know two minute window like two minute window was so worth the nerves and it was just like i don't know was, like to this day that was one of the most like incredible moments yeah ever. You wow. know what I'm and then like after the show i was like walking and you know, i left the show walked to uh this little pizza spot and when i'm walking there's like mom's they're like, where you the kid that was on stage? <laughs> and like, they're like taking pictures. <laughs> I <was> like, have <laughs> never had moms do this. Oh yeah. You know what I'm saying? But uh, no, nah, it was crazy. That was amazing.
0: Yeah. What was, was the it. decision behind like starting the Freshly record instead of like going with a record company? Yeah.
1: Um. So yeah, Freshly was like, it was something that me and Nate were doing. Um. We were just, I mean, we just say Freshly a lot. And we just wanted, you know, we wanted to move it like independently. And, and honestly, I'm not really rocking with freshly anymore. Um, mm-hmm. It kind of dwindled out. Just like you know, different. Um, just like different. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I just I don't even know what the word I'm looking yeah. for. Yeah, I, oh, I know what shit, you mean though. <laughs> like it was just like you know, like, there yeah. were different wants and different needs from like yeah. everybody. So we were like, all right, we're just gonna do this on our own. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm still independent, and uh, I, I I plan on being independent for a little while.
0: Yeah. What's the decision that you want to do everything yourself?
1: So, like, at this point, because uh, the past, like, two years, I, or three years, two and a half years, I've done uh, the majority of everything by myself, mm-hmm. obviously with, like, the help of, like, mom and dad. I'm like, hey, what should I do here? Like, my mm-hmm. sister sent and stuff. Um, and, like, it's been good, but after a while, it takes a toll on you because, like, I know other people can be getting me more stuff um, that are, like, in this like in the uh, entertainment industry like people that know music and know mm-hmm. d- these different aspects of this like of this industry um, and so like I'm to a point now where I'm, I am looking for like a manager and I'm looking for uh, my agent right now I've been taking a lot of meetings um, because I'm getting ready to drop another project Oh in, uh, wow. early spring mm-hmm. and I want to do this one right I want to do it correctly and uh, like make sure it gets to the ears that it's supposed to get to and yeah, I'm just ready to spread this music. Cause it's, it's cool. It's uh, it's a much mature, more sound, a much more mature sound, mm-hmm. and uh, it's like the hip-hop reggae feel. There's more emotions like shared with it, and so I want people to hear it and like take it for what it is and enjoy it for spring, summer, for the rest of their lives. And uh, so I want to do it correctly. So that's why I've been meeting with more people and trying to get um, somebody to help me out and help push it. And yeah.
0: Like that. What was the decision behind uh, the your clothing line?
1: Uh, wh- I mean, Wilk is dope, and uh, Wilk, I, uh, I mean, I, I wanted to wear my own clothes. I got to a point where I was like, I don't want to wear other people's clothes. I'd rather wear my own stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that was really it. But I wanted to make. I don't want to make merch, like merchy merch, like yeah, you know, like my face on it. I want it to be like. Cool people that don't know who I am or don't know my music or whatever, if they see it, they're like, "Hey, I rock with that. I want, I want to wear that." And so I just wanted to make like a much more mature clothing, um, clothing. I mean, you can call it merch or whatever you want, a clothing line. Um, and 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 it's, you know, Wilk. If you want to take it like it's, we inspire the lives of kids. Oh, okay. I, I give ten percent uh, to a nonprofit. Uh, the one, the first one I was focusing on was uh, Shine On. In Sierra Leone, and I travel out there. I don't know if you saw those videos or not. Yeah. But I traveled out. Sorry, uh, I traveled out to Sierra Leone, building a school um, for kids that have to walk eight miles or nine miles to school and nine miles back. So we're trying to build a school that's closer to their village. Um, and so I'm, and I wanted to use my platform to help yeah. and inspire kids and. That's really what I was trying to do. So I was trying to do it in a cool way, give people clothes, 10% is going back to a, a non-profit. And that's just what it is, yeah. I, you know? It's nothing too, too crazy, but mm-hmm. it, it's, I'm extremely attached to it and I love it and I got more work clothing yeah. coming for you guys.
0: Like what was the decision behind doing it there compared to like in the US where there's still a lot of problems here?
1: Um, honestly, it, it, the opportunity came to me and I've been to Africa once before, mm-hmm. went to Malawi. And I loved it. And when I was like medit- like every time I meditate, I always picture like me with these those kids in Malawi. I was playing soccer with them and playing basketball. And so I just really wanted to find a way to go back there. Um, somewhere in Africa was where I like I was I kept meditating it. Mm-hmm. And uh, come like beginning, it was probably like March of 2017. Uh, I met a lady that is the owner CEO of Shine on Sierra Leone and we chopped it up and I told her what I did and she was like she was like this is amazing like this is exactly what I like you are exactly what I've been looking for to help me show and like get eyes on Shine on Sierra Leone um and so like we just did it like right then and there we're like we got to figure out in the next month and a half two months how we can make this work and I'm just about helping kids I know there are a lot of like US is obviously kind of like on a weird state, like in a weird state right now, but, uh, we're not nearly, like, we're much more blessed than the kids in Sierra Leone, Mm -hmm. uh, and so, you know, I'm trying to give it back to whoever needs it, and, uh, that's just kind of how it it came to me, and it it was, I was blessed to do it, and that's one of the most, like, Sierra Leone is one of the most powerful places I've ever been, and I wouldn't change a thing. Yeah. You know?
0: How do you think you've grown as a person since when you started?
1: Um... From when I started, I've become a much more, like, mature. um, And I've really, I read this book. My dad gave me this book, and it's called uh, Backbone.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And uh, it's about whether you can take the black road or the red road. The black road is the road that a lot of people take, and it's the easy road. And you kind of just float around, and, like, you know, you get meshed easily. And, you know, by people's opinions or whatever it is. And I, like, I feel like I really, like, grew up that way. And luckily I was blessed with, like, an amazing family, so it didn't really, like, negatively affect me. It didn't, like, like, hurt me in any way. Mm -hmm. Um, But if I took that same mentality when I moved out to L.A., I would be, like, I would just be shit at this point. Mm -hmm. I would, like, you know, I wouldn't... It's... Because people can sway your opinions really easily out here. And... uh, and so when I got out here, I started, like, I read that book. You got to follow the red road and, like, have a sturdy, like, intuition and, like, know the moves you want to make, have a vision, know what your mission is, have a purpose, and live to that every day when you wake up and uh, meditate it and manifest it. And that was, like, that's the, one of the biggest things I've learned to this day is uh, that meditation really works and, like, manifestation really works and to, you know, trust yourself and don't change for other people because you're all you got and if you change because of other people like you you're lost and it's tough to come back from that um, so yeah I have just I, I, I figured out my purpose I figured out my mission what I'm supposed to be doing how like what what how I'm supposed to leave my mark on this world or whoever I meet in, in life um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, like, yeah. and I'm not trying to get too deep about it, but that's just really, like, what it is. And I love to have fun, and I like to smile, and I like to, you know, make other people feel good and live my life to the fullest, and hopefully it influences other people to uh, live their life to the fullest yeah. and just continue to do what you love.
0: Mm-hmm. Other than, like, trusting the wrong people at the onset, what other challenges do you think you've had so far?
1: Um, I mean, a cha- like, a challenge in itself for me... Um, is kind of how I just explained, like, trusting myself and trusting my gut. I mean, like, because you said, like, other than trusting other people, but, like, even the challenge for me is to trust myself. Mm -hmm. Because I am hearing these opinions, and I hear these things, and, like, I don't know if that's the right song for it, or, like, whatever it may be. Mm -hmm. And then, like, so then I start to, like, second-guess myself. And it's just challenging to, like, really figure out which angle to take in life, and, like, what is... Um, like what is the right thing to do. Um, especially out here when there's so many different people, so many different opinions. And, uh, and, 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 and like the commitment thing I was talking about, it's, um, that's a huge challenge for me, is to commit to somebody mm-hmm. to help me run my life and um, like bring my visions to life. And uh, I mean, I think I'll get it yeah. soon enough, but it's tough, it's tough coming from like Midwest. I'm coming out here with like way more people and I'm uh, meeting way more people and I want to be the best. I know I'm going to be the best, but uh, you just got to find your angle mm-hmm. on what to what take. Yeah. You know? What does success look like to you? Success. Success to me. I would say success to me is um, living a happy, stress-free life. Um, having goals and accomplishing the goals that I set for myself um, having a happy family is with what like I have that right now with my uh, my three siblings and my two parents uh, traveling the world and selling out arenas and I don't know, I feel like success is just... The goals, just accomplish goals, whether it's small goals that you set, because goals, like, accomplishing goals will become a habit if, you know... Today, you just want to clean your room. Make sure you clean your room. You know, tomorrow, you want to write a song, make sure you write the song, and once you continue to accomplish those goals, then you start doing... I want to sell out 2,000 seats next June in New York, and then that'll become... You'll manifest, like... You can manifest that, and you can if you set your mind to it, it'll work. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, yeah, yeah, that's my, uh, that's my success. Yeah, signs what, of success.
0: Yeah, what does love mean to you?
1: Love, love, ah, <laughs> love is uh, love is being able to love yourself enough to. Be alone by yourself for extended periods of time mm-hmm. uh, not a, depending on anybody else love isn't mean depending like it's, you know it's 50-50 relationship but it's actually 100-100 relationship um, when it's you and another, never like another individual um, love is accepting love is tough mm-hmm love's tough yeah uh, Love is magical. I love. I'm a lover. Deep down, mm-hmm. I'm like a big lover. Like, and when I love you, I love you. Um, and you know, it's like, man, love is fucking. Yeah, love is crazy. Honestly, <laughs> I'm like thinking about all the different types of love. But like, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm such a lover. So like, like, when I love you, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a lot of whatever it is. I'll give you a lot of time. And time's the most valuable thing. Um, I love in in a lot of different ways. Uh, But when when there's true love, like a true love connection, and it's like you click and you can be yourself and you can be stupid together and Mm -hmm. be weird, you know what I'm saying? Like you can (laughs) do whatever it is and you're not worried about what they're thinking. Like love is worryless. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it's like trustful. It's, uh, what's love to you mean? <laughs> what's love to you mean? Forever happiness? Forever happiness? <laughs> love is happiness? That's true. <laughs> love is happiness. Yeah. Uh, what's love to you? Being
0: totally, f- like, just completely yourself, and that's the happiest feeling when yeah. you can be totally yourself with... Whoever it might be, like even like parents totally being like open to them. Yep. And like just no barriers and that's just so happy when everyone accepts you and you can just say whatever you want. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Amen. Yeah, yeah, Last question. <laughs> yeah. That is not.
1: You, hmm? you ever fell in love? Hmm? Have you ever in love? Yeah.
0: Now. <laughs> oh you're in love right now? Yeah. That's what's
1: up. Me too. Um Yeah, congratulations yeah. on the love. <laughs> what do I want to be remembered for my love <laughs> uh, I, I want to be I want to be remembered for the way I lived and the smiles that I put on people's faces and the music I have created and um I just want to touch lives. I want to touch everybody's lives that I come into contact with, and know that I was having the most fun with them. And I want to be remembered as optimistic through everything. I always see the, you know, I always see the, the good side of even bad things. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah, I That's love nice that. This is awesome. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Oh, I
1: appreciate you guys.